welcome back to Grid Iron Campbell, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ron, and I'm joined by two members of the collective, Donnie D.P. Peters and the resident moose himself, Mo Nuara. We have an all points bulletin. Is that what an APB is? All point? All points bulletin? Out for Bert Minotti, who was in Vegas, had a good time last night, little holiday party action, I believe, and uh, maybe catching up on some sleep. He had a nightclub incident. No, he did not fight the doorman or anything like that. He is above a nightclub. He said his windows were literally shaking while he was trying to sleep just a few hours ago. So don't know if Bert will be joining us, but I do have his picks he did cap them. He was in a good state of mind when doing so, if I say so myself, looking at the selections he sent over. He's got three consensus picks in his top five, and altogether, the collective drummed up seven consensus picks this week. Could be a good thing. Could be a horrific thing. Uh, we will start with last night's game real quick. And rule of professional pride. Really interesting. Last week, division game at home against Andrew Luck. The Jags really get up for it. They shut out the Indianapolis Colts. But then last night, that 99-yard run. DP, I'll kick it to you first. I don't think I've ever seen worse tackling in my entire life. Credit to Derrick Henry for finishing the run, for making it happen. But if you go side-by-side... That run and Marcus Allen's 99-yard run, like one is way different than the other. I saw this. Uh, I saw this. This like quote tweet on Twitter. I have no idea who it's from, so I'm totally sorry that I'm not giving you credit. But he said, he said something like, "LOL, if this happens on Madden, your opponent snap quits the game before the third stiff arm or something like that." Oh yeah, which is so so true. You're like not- just rips it off, just totally aborts the game. Yeah, like, end of end of story. Yeah, that kind of run. I don't even think that's a rage quit run. That's a break your router run, end the internet in your entire complex kind of run. So pretty amazing stuff. The only person I didn't see, I didn't see, sorry, I didn't see him like afterwards. Did they, that's like a run where like you see, I, I, I just know that I see it all the time with new England. I'm sure you guys see it with your own teams, but like you, you see a horrible defensive play and then they, they cut after the play happens to like the defense sitting around the coach and the coach just totally chewing out the entire defense. I mean, did that happen? Because I feel like they should be taken out behind the woodshed and like that whole defense be like, listen guys, what the hell are you doing? I do not recall seeing it. I was not following live. I was getting cold cuts at Goat Sprouts when this was happening. In fact, the the way I found out was I was just refreshing GameCast, and it said 99-yard Derrick Henry run, and I put it in a screenshot in the chat, and I said, is this a troll? Like, is this when ESPN's thing bugs out? Like, how did Derrick Henry get 99 yards? <laughs> Must have taken the entire quarter. Uh, the only person who selected the Jags, who tried to go back-to-back, with professional pride, is not in the United States. He's not in Poland either. I believe he's back in Prague. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mr. Nuwara, how are you? How is Europe treating you, my friend? Having a tough time uh, getting my sleep schedule turned around. So, uh, really tired. But, yeah, that pick, not not great. Um, I didn't... I didn't put much effort into it. 
let's be honest. Uh, no effort. So no professional pride from the Moose yeah. either. I That was a late season uh, punt. <laughs> I just uh, totally forgot that something Kessler was even playing QB, to be honest. And yeah, whatever. I mean, didn't put any real money on it. Hopefully uh, nobody tailed that one. Did you put any crowns on it? Because that's not real money. Yeah, no crowns. Uh, I was in the place where you used Zlatis. Zlatis. Not to be confused with Zlatan. You took a bus, correct, from Prague to Krakow. Paint the scene. I, you're a writer. You are one who is financially driven to put words on paper. Paint the scene. A bus trip from Prague to Krakow. Are we talking scenic? It is winter time over there. What do we got here? Oh, man. You just don't even know. You just look out the window, and it's just so dreary, dude. Rain, darkness. You have no idea. Your bus driver could be driving you off a cliff, and you just wouldn't know. Like, oh, my God. The visibility is just so poor. And, yeah, it pretty much... Like, when I landed, and, and just, like, I'm going across you know, three different countries, and it's just, like, it's all rainy. It's all rainy, but, I mean, back home, there's, like, two feet of snow, so uh, whatever. It's better than all the snow in the world, which Omaha is currently covered by, so we'll take, we'll take it. Oh, I hope the, the, the ciders and the IPAs are keeping you warm over there and you're not worked too hard during the upcoming poker festival in Prague, but it's time to get to some football as always we tackle the split games first and with Brett not here these games will be a little unevenly weighted split games of course two hosts on one side two hosts on the other and the first one Brett and I actually have in our respective top fives and we are on opposing sides it is Bengals at Chargers and I'm taking the fish side. I'm laying the 14 with the Chargers. Look, I've had enough of Mo telling me about something Driscoll playing for the Florida Gators. And while this seems like a spot where the Chargers would historically blow their own dicks off in classic Charger fashion, I really can't get the Cardinals game out of my head from a couple weeks ago. 45-10 was the final. And the Cardinals are a team, we just saw it last week, as two touchdown underdogs. They go into Lambeau. They embarrass the Packers, beat them outright, get their coach, who, Super Bowl winner, everybody's outraged that he was fired in that fashion. And much of that was because the Cardinals came in and beat them. And this is a team that the Chargers really took out to the woodshed and embarrassed a couple weeks ago. So they kind of have that... In their DNA, their defense is rounding into form with the return of Joey Bosa. And on the other side of the ball, there's just nothing inspiring about this Bengals team. Their defense has been poor all year, specifically in the secondary. And on offense, the only person that makes it tick, despite who's at quarterback, A.J. Green, remains out. So I think this is a fair line, uh, and I think the Chargers should clear it. Um, I didn't really love this week. So out of all the range of outcomes, when I looked at the 15 games on the slate, one of the things I was 
supremely confident in was the Chargers winning by a decent margin. And so I clicked them and put them in the middle of my top five. Mo, I was surprised to see that not only did you also lay the 14, but you nearly put this on your card. This bubbled by one spot. What you got on this game? Wow, did I have this one that high? Looks like I did. Uh, Well, I guess sort of. Two, two spots out. Um, This one is kind of a weird one because... I actually was really hoping for like south of two touchdowns here, and I thought we might get it. Um, yeah, I, I kept this one a little north of two touchdowns. It's Jeff. It's Jeff Driscoll going cross country without AJ Green and facing an elite defense here. Um, the Chargers, and same same as you, I was thinking of that Arizona game, and they've just been crushing some bad teams. They just had their I mean even when they played Oakland even though it was like not the most inspiring I mean they really just I mean they pretty much sleepwalked through that game and still won by 14 um the only thing that really does make me pause here though is that next week I think it is that Chiefs Chargers game right yep Thursday night so and it's Thursday night so if they get to a situation they might start resting guys Right, I was thinking maybe if they might get way ahead, they might pack it in a little earlier than normal and kind of need all the points you can get when you're uh, this big of a favorite. So, I don't know. I do think they're more than um, two touchdowns better in this spot. I just don't know if they'll play like it. DP, you clicked the other side in this contest below the fold in your 15, six out of 15. Why did you ultimately click on Cincy here? Um, pretty much, kind of like Mo said. Uh, so I think they, the Chargers have a they have obviously have a big game coming up against the Chiefs. I think they could uh, look past the the flailing Bengals right now. I mean, the Bengals just look like total ass everywhere. I mean, start at the quarterback, go everywhere else. They do not look good. Um, I I, I want to say that the Chargers should they should win this game and they should blow them out. I mean, that's how this should happen, but. 14 points is just too much. If the Chargers, for whatever reason, just throw up a stinker. Um, I mean, the biggest example of that happening this year was the Vikings against the Bills. I mean, that was just, you just see those things happen. Uh, when teams are massive favorites in football, you also saw it recently with last week with the Cardinals and the Packers. Um, I could just see the Bengals keeping this closer. I think that the Chargers are certainly good enough that they're not, going to lose this game i don't think that that's ever going to happen but just the fact that this could be much closer and you're getting 14 points i think is something you just have to take and ultimately not too confident as you mentioned my six pointer but i gotta take the 14 man if i were to speak for brett i would say that one of the things he was looking for here was leverage currently 72 percent of the public is laying the two touchdowns with the bolts What I am confused about, and I'll just finish it here, is the look-ahead line was 15.5. It opened at 14.5. It's currently settled at 14, both in the Super Contest and on Pinnacle. So I don't know why it moved a point and a half. All the Chargers did was go across country and beat the Steelers in primetime, and the Bengals were embarrassed at home by the Broncos. So I'm not sure why we're not getting, uh, why they didn't hang it, like Mo said, above that two-touchdown threshold. So... Uh, That's where I kind of saw some of the value as well. Um, The other split game, Lions at Cardinals. Again, I'm the highest amongst this bunch. 
lay, uh, getting two and a half with the home dog, the Cardinals. This is one of those games where, in my heart of hearts, I wanted to keep moving it up. The Cardinals continue to be a darling for us as home dogs, as road dogs. They cover everywhere, obviously winning outright last week against the Packers. Public coming in in favor of the Lions by a slight margin, 56%. But then I, I kind of got this sick feeling about going to the well again. There's some key injuries on defense for the Cardinals. Buda Baker and Deion Buchanan haven't practiced yet. And we're not getting the best of the number. Again, Westgate just hanging these random lines. Uh, look Ahead was plus three. Pinnacle has plus three, but we're... Getting two and a half, it's half point light of where it should be. I would much rather be getting the field goal, so I did click it, but I put it fairly low. DP, you did the same. I had it six of 15. You have it at four of 15. What made the coin come up, Arizona? I just cannot back this Detroit Lions team on the road as favorites. Um, listen, the Cardinals aren't that good. Um, I think we we've certainly know that, but either is this Lions team. And I think the Cardinals, they play teams really well, uh, at least tough. Um, I mean, they feel like the Buffalo Bills of the Southwest in a way where they're a bad team, but for some reason in their own building with that defense, they can they can play teams close and they can play them tough. And that's what I'm looking for here. I don't like the matchup of Matt Stafford against this defense. Um, I mean, listen, Josh Rosen is not anything to write home about. David Johnson has been non-existent pretty much all year. Uh, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald has the token catches every now and then, but certainly not the Larry Fitzgerald that we've come to know. But uh, despite all of that on offense, I mean, this Cardinals team just seems to be able to get it done for us. I think this is a spot where, um, you know, this line is overvaluing mean, the, the Lions a little bit too much. Um, I don't think that this should be – uh, as high in terms of the lines being minus two and a half. I could see this being a pick. I mean, this is just two crappy teams, um, and I'm going to take the team at home that's getting points. Mo, you ran away from the well, perhaps a uh, a premonition that it is indeed dry. You laid the two and a half with the road team with Matt Patricia's Detroit Lions. Give us some insight as to why. Yeah, I actually really wanted to like the Cardinals again. And I kind of initially did, but you know those injuries. You already you already hit on a lot of it. A uh, couple of big injuries, and then you know, I think just that market move off three or two three to me. That's just like so big. I'd wanted nothing to do with this. It's just a spot where kind of the markets catching on I feel like to the fact that the Cardinals are capable of playing professional football and like competing with these teams and I just like I'm much more comfortable with these like pretty bad teams when I'm getting a nice big number and this isn't really it I do think there's a big concern on the Lions side without carry on like they just seem to stubbornly want to keep handing to blunt for some reason which is just not good at all. Man, how much would Amir Abdullah help them right now? Well, Amir, Amir Abdullah is basically on the street getting a couple snaps a game for the Vikings. He's not good at football. I mean, he's better than he's better than Blunt. There's not a running back, really, that's honestly worse than Blunt. He's just incapable of making difference-making plays in a football game. 
He has to be better than Zach Zenner, though. Zach Zenner's pretty awful. I mean, yeah, they're just like probably the same, I guess. Like they're just two plotters. Um, you just cannot get any slower than Blunt. I just cannot even believe anyone would ever give him a check at this point. But if they're going to like stubbornly hand to him, uh, I do like Arizona's chances, actually. But I don't know if they come out and just throw the rock around and take advantage of this, um, these injuries that Arizona has, then they should probably win this game and have a decent chance to cover. This was Brett's one-pointer, so I won't even begin to speculate as to why he, too, clicked the Lions. So let's get to the Lone Wolves. Three and four with Lone Wolves last week. Brett was the best at two and one. Mo also had a winning week at 1-0. DP 0-2. I was 0-1. Mo was one of the two people with a winning record in Lone Wolves entering last night. Got the loss, went down to 9-9. So DP is the only host with a winning record with Lone Wolves. 13-10-1, picking at a clip of 56%. So we'll start with you, kiddo. And you have a single lone wolf that made your card. It is 11 out of 15, so it is the last selection on your card. And it seems way too sharp for own good, Mr. Peters. You've got a dog going into a hostile environment where quarterbacks tend to crumble like a cookie. You're really taking six and a half with the Ravens here, DP? I am really taking six and a half. So... About that specific point, uh, a quarterback, you have a rookie quarterback, Lamar Jackson, uh, going up into Arrowhead. I know, I understand that's a little worrisome. It's It's been worrisome uh, in the past, but I like the fact that Lamar isn't your typical drop-back passer, so I feel like the risk factor is low, if that makes sense, because he just runs the ball a ton, right? So I... I think that that helps alleviate some of that, you know, high pressure situation that, uh, that atmosphere up there uh, at Arrowhead. Um, I like what this, this uh, Ravens team is doing on offense in terms of, you know, utilizing Lamar Jackson to the fullest, running him as much as possible, not trying to make him something he's not. I mean, they're just rolling with Lamar Jackson, the running quarterback. I think that's great. Uh, I also really like this, uh, this Ravens defense. I mean, this Ravens defense is really good uh, against this chief offense. I mean, listen, 2018, I get it. Defense doesn't matter as much. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like this this Chiefs team is gonna start coming back down to earth. Um, I mean, Mo's gonna hate me for saying that, but I feel like it's time. It needs to happen. Um, I mean, last week they they were what 14, 15 point favorites against the Raiders, and they didn't get the cover. I mean, the Raiders kind of made that a game. It was this weird shootout, 40 to 30. I mean, I just feel like six and a half is a little bit too much right now. Uh, for me to for me to lay with this Chiefs team, so I have to take the other side, and I'm pretty confident in it. So you make some good initial points in the fact that the Ravens are doing the absolute right thing with Lamar. In his three starts, they've ran the ball as a team 145 times, which is nearly 50 times a game, uh, for 716 yards. That's five yards per carry as a team. They've done a good job of getting in the wishbone, in the pistol, whatever is going to work for him, and moving the ball effectively, Gus Edwards is a very much so a north-south runner, powerful guy. So he gets 
the uh, the momentum going towards the line, and then you can use uh, Lamar to get wide or any other player to get wide, and you keep the defensive front um, on their toes. And I think that can work against the Chiefs. Chiefs are horrific at defending the run, thirty uh, second in the NFL. The problem is when the range of outcomes spits out negative game script for the Ravens, which is not an impossibility, what happens? And I think in those scenarios, it gets so bad that I have to take the Chiefs giving less than a touchdown. At the opener, at the look-ahead, nine-and-a-half look-ahead, nine open, I'm taking the Ravens all day, every day. But with this kind of uh, line, less than a touchdown, I have no idea what Lamar is going to look like in negative script. I have to take the Chiefs in this spot. Mo, I know you too love the Chiefs, but because of popularity, you had to slide them down a little bit. Ultimately, you moved them down. Uh, all Oh no, you had them as your number two pick. <laughs> you, you were talking in the chat about uh, not putting them high, but ultimately you put them second. Whoa. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, what I ended up doing was I was going to move them down, but then they didn't end up being my top play anyway, so I just left it. Um, I just figured I'd let you guys run the uh, balance me out on the uh, collective pick. And I went 4-1 and one last week, so I knew it wasn't going to be my play on the card. This is hilarious, though, how bad Donnie is at this. Uh, <laughs> Donnie likes the Ravens because he thinks defense in 2018 and because he also thinks it's low risk to have a 200 pound man running around 15 20 times a game in pro football that's low risk for him i'm gonna have a hard time computing on that one uh some key ravens injuries here marlon humphrey donnie's stroking about this defense then you have marlon humphrey who's basically one of the biggest reasons they just shut down the Falcons. Uh, he has not practiced. And Tony Jefferson. So two starters in their secondary might not be playing. Look more likely than not to be not playing. Um, and then you have a bad QB in Arrowhead uh, who doesn't really even want to throw the ball. Uh, how the hell are you going to keep up with the Chiefs by having a running quarterback carrier offense and you're going to keep up with Patrick Mahomes at Arrowhead there's no chance this is this line is atrocious this is one of those this is like an early season Chiefs line like it it feels like the last month and a half just just went out the window uh, on the books somehow when they put this line out I mean this is just unfortunately it's a relatively obviously shitty line because two-thirds of the public's piling it it's right below a key number. I see this being the number one play, and if not the number one play, I'm really confident this is going to be in the top five. I mean, I've definitely been perplexed before by the way the contest um, has gone on some of these picks, but it just seems, I mean, just what a public side the Chiefs have been and just how good the Chiefs have been um, for a lot of the season against the spread and... I think a lot of people probably do want to fade Lamar right now. I don't. So you're not worried at all Man. about this massive reverse line move? 
Yeah, if the Chiefs were like minus seven and a half here, I probably would have just played them because I still think that's too low. But um, I just don't like, for game theory purposes, when we really, really need some unpopular picks right now, we got to get pretty weird. This does not qualify as weird at all, even though this line is trash. No, but the Chiefs should be minus ten and a half. So you're not worried about this reverse line move at all? No. The this the, the market's already shown they're clueless about this Chiefs team. Just kept waxing teams early in the year. And they kept putting out these stupid lines, and this is another stupid line. My biggest thing that I forgot to add was defense might matter, and the Broncos and Cards both played great defense at Arrowhead, and they still gave up 28 points per game uh, between them. And during this three-game span with Lamar at quarterback for the Ravens, they've scored three uh, defensive and special teams touchdowns. So, I don't know. I just, I'm in agreement with Mo that anything south of a touchdown has to be Chiefs, but I am still concerned about that reverse line move. Sharps are... Dude, they're... Passing for 130 yards per game right now. Like, that's just not going to cut it against Mahomes and in Arrowhead. Like, this is not going to work. Well, yeah, if the Chiefs get rolling, of course it's not. But there is, I mean, there are parts of the outcome where this is like a slugum, slowed pace game. Like, that's not impossible. I'll believe that when I see somebody stop this Chiefs team. (laughs) All right, let's move to your lone wolf. Mo, you got one. It's a three out of 15. It's very low. Nobody is really confident in this game at all, except for, uh, well, I guess DP and Brett are both confident. I guess I was just the only one with no real conviction here. Uh, you are taking the three and a half with the Vikings. Why did the coin come up Minnesota, Mo? Okay, the Vi- this this is just a spot where I think the line just has to be three. Um these teams to me are like really evenly matched, but then the Vikings are going cross country. They're on the road. So I don't know on paper, you think maybe it can be 3.5, but I just can't nudge this one above three. Um, I think the Vikings are just as talented, probably more talented. And when you have a more talented team here really needs to win in this spot. Um, I think this is going to be a really close game. I think, man, Russ in this offense has been like relatively successful this year. But I really think uh, Mike Zimmer is the type of guy who's going to put a stop to some of the basic shit that they've been doing that's been working. They've been really running the ball on teams and then getting the play action game, uh, getting a lot of mileage out of that. And I just don't know if, that's going to fly here against one of, I would say, the elite defensive coaches out there. Uh, and I think you just you just got to make this line three to me. So I'm going to have to take the three and a half if you give me the hook. Yeah, I didn't like the hook. I didn't like the public being all over Seattle, 64%, two-thirds on them. So I clicked Seahawks and put them really low. But DP, you have the Hawks on your card 12 out of 15 so back-to-back games where you and mo disagree and you've got the game on your card tell us why 
I really like the way the Seahawks team looks and is playing right now. I mean, if, if you give me the sheets of two of these rosters, I'm picking the Vikings all day just based on paper. Uh, I think that their talent level is certainly superior at almost every position out there. Um, but f- for whatever reason, I can't just seem to really put my finger on it. They don't look right or together, or I, I don't really know what it is. Um, maybe it's just sheer boneheadedness at times that that lets these games get away when they should be a lot better than they are i don't know what it is i don't know why um i mean i still want to believe in zimmer i'm just not that i'm not believing in him i'm just losing confidence i feel like every time i watch this viking team's play this vikings team play um i mean pete carroll i i think rich you you talked about it you, on the show, maybe it was just in the chat, but uh, Pete Carroll for coach of the year. I mean, what he's doing with this team, the Seahawks team, they have Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, and Doug Baldwin, and then I have no idea what else. A bunch of rookies, um, you know, Chris Carson at running back who just like came out of nowhere. This defense is certainly not the Legion of Boom that it once was, but he has this team playing awesome right now. Um, if you you know if you're gonna bet on a future to, uh, getting good odds, I think that the Hawks are a great pick. Uh, also, Seattle, very tough place to play. Um, you know, I think that uh, this line overall is about a half point short of where it should be. So I have to take the Hawks. Why did the Vikings stop running the ball last week is my big thing. I know it's 2018. I know DeFilippo wants to come out here and pass the ball, but the Patriots couldn't stop a nosebleed on the ground last week. Vikings get it 10-10 at halftime, and then they just abandoned running the ball. I, I, <laughs> I don't understand it. I really don't. I feel like it was just one of those spots where, you know, there's this extended break in the game, halftime, and coaches, I feel like I see this, you see this a lot, not just this game, maybe this is just one glaring example, but coaches, they overcompensate or overadjust for something that they don't need to adjust for. I think that they're thinking the other team is going to adjust, that they need to adjust to preemptively adjust ahead of the other person, you know what I mean? So. I, I don't know. I feel like you see it a lot. I feel like you saw it in that game because, they, yeah, they should have just came out and kept running because they were running right down the Patriots' throats. Speaking of the Pats, <laughs> uh, we'll buzz through Brett's after, but I, I, I mean, I clicked the Patriots. I put them last. Uh, look ahead was 10, opened at 10. I think that's where this should be, 7.5 on... Pinnacle seven and a half in the super contest. Look, I know the narrative. Brady struggles in Miami. He's only seven and nine on the road against the Dolphins. But in those seven wins, they've never won by less than six points, and their average margin of victory is fourteen and a half points. More than two touchdowns. Dolphins, no idea how they get a stop. Twenty second on defense, twenty fourth defending the pass, and they not are not going to have Xavier Howard this week, it looks like he has not practiced so far. He also just signed a new agent, so maybe he's making sure he can stay healthy going into his contract year in 2019. He'll be a free agent in 2020. And the only way that I think you can really defend the Patriots is by getting pressure on the quarterback. And, well, that's a doubt as well. The Dolphins are 29th in adjusted sack rate. And on the other side of the ball, DP, I got to give you credit. We've laughed at you before, but the Pats are first in adjusted sack rate. Dante Scarnecchia doing Dante Scarnecchia things. And for the Dolphins, their biggest weakness, the interior of their offensive line. Holy crap. We talk about injuries with the racial slurs, but uh, from left to right here 
are currently the PFF ratings for the interior of the Dolphins O-line. Ted Larson, 37. Travis Swanson, 57. And Jesse Davis, 49. I think this is Pat's roll show. Business-like as usual, no real effort. But they will leave Miami with a comfortable two-touchdown, maybe even 20-point victory. Uh, But I couldn't put it higher than my one-pointer. DP... You love this game every year to click Dolphins. You did it again. You've got it in your top five. How did the Dolphins get to three or four touchdowns in this game? That's my question. I mean, what what if they don't need to because the Patriots throw up a total dud like they always do in Miami? I mean, they always play shitty down there. I just told you that they don't always do. They've won seven times during the Brady era by an average. Yeah, they've won. The Dolphins are 13-3 and against the spread in Miami. 14 and a half points. Average margin of victory. Yeah, but spreads are always big, man. It doesn't matter. Well, this one is... Not- We're not trying to win games here. We're trying to cover spreads. And I know. I don't Line seven and a half. Average margin of victory, 14 and a half. That math adds up for me. Yeah, this is not that Patriots team. I mean, you know that. Come on, man. Look at the this last Patriots two weeks. Is- they are rounding into form. Last two weeks. Okay, rounding into form. What does that mean? That means when the Minnesota Vikings don't send their freaking holder out into the field for a field goal. That's rounding into form for the Patriots. Everyone else just completely blowing off their own heads all over the field, and the Patriots just doing what they need to do to get by. Have rounding you not watched form this? Isn't, isn't you putting not, up 24 points for the Patriots. Have you have you not watched this last four years? That's all this is. That's And that's why the Patriots cover 70% of the time. It's because other teams piss their pants. It just happens over and over again. Why is it? It's just going to happen again this week. It's not happening. They're not covering, man. Patriots are, and and not not to mention this year, the Patriots on the road are just horrible, 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 horrible. Mo, you two clicked the Dolphins middle of your card. What you got here? Yeah, I'm definitely worried about the Howard injury. I actually really kind of wanted to push this one up. For game theory reasons, but it's just man, this Dolphins team just not playing that well right now. Uh it's tough to really want to move them up. Um they Pats should really move the ball pretty easily through the air here, I think. And I'm really worried about the coaching matchup. We've all just decided Adam Gase is an idiot, I think. And um yeah, not good when you're facing the GOAT and you have an idiot at head coach. Uh, I do worry a little bit from the Patriots' perspective about these um, 13 mile per hour winds on the uh, on the forecast. Uh, puke Brady's arm uh, in bad a- conditions, but his A dot is is four yards anyway. Wind is not yeah, going to affect him whatsoever. Thing, though, will will the Dolphins be able to like make some adjustments here and force him to beat them deep? I don't know because it's the Dolphins. Uh, so kind of a weird one for me. It's right on the cutoff of kind of where I would consider placing a real money bet. I think the line should maybe be seven, though. Yeah, it's just hard to have any confidence in the Dolphins here, though. I mean, if you wanted to bet on this game, you missed your opportunities. You got to bet that opener at 10. You're getting the worst of the number. For those of you out there that are interested in Betting real American dollars, just stay away. Unless you're going to tease the Pats with something, get them down to one and a half, do a little long teaser. You, you miss the best of the number, and that's kind of a philosophy that you should 
take always going forward. Always get the best of the number. And if you don't, don't feel the need to fire a bet because these things are not mandatory whatsoever. Uh, the other lone wolf game that I have, the one that I have a ton of conviction in, and the one that I am super surprised that I am a lone wolf on, is the Philadelphia Eagles. Catching three and a half at Dallas. Must win game for both teams. This, to me, starts at the top. Rule of NFC East. Always take the dog getting more than a field goal. This is leverage. Cowboys stock at its apex. Beating the Saints outright in primetime. 56% on Dallas. And this Eagles offense is way better now that Golden Tate is learning the playbook. He's a speed threat that they've not had near the line of scrimmage because Nelson Aguilar is trash. And now that he's actually learning plays, he looked amazing against the slurs. And Terrence Sproles, man, he adds a different dimension. Josh Adams is just a plotter. Corey Clement wishes he was Darren Sproles, but even... As an old man, Sproles has way more moves and way more agility than Corey Clement coming out of the backfield. I keep saying it. This is Patriots light. The way they want to play offense, the way they want to protect Wentz, they'll take some deep shots, but for the most part, they're scheming guys wide open. Uh, no David Irving this week for the Cowboys. Sean Lee has not practiced, but Jerry Jones said that he's playing. I actually think that's a mistake, the way Leighton Vanderesh is playing, so get Sean Lee in the field. I mean, he's just going to get concussed again at some point and get knocked off. But I don't know, guys. I, I I can understand not loving the Eagles, but I don't know how you guys clicked Cowboys. And DP, you're really high on the Cowboys. You have to explain to me why you can be so confident in this Dallas team. Uh, so I really like the Dallas's defense right now. Um, I think that they're going to give Carson Wentz a ton of trouble, who I don't think looks better than average out there. I think Carson Wentz just looks bad. I mean, I don't like the way he looks. I know you don't like the way he looks um, overall. So I think that this, the way that this Dallas defense is playing right now, um, you know, their cornerbacks are playing well in terms of locking down receivers. Their linebackers are flying all over the field. They're getting after the quarterback. I think that, you know, in terms of playing the best defense that you can in today's NFL, they're, they're right up there and they're doing it. I mean, they're high flying, they're fast, they're moving all over the field. Uh, and they're able to get after the quarterback, which I think is a good thing. Uh, in terms of getting after the quarterback, Jason Peters, I mean, I know he's not the Jason Peters of old, but uh, he got hurt in that Washington game uh, on Sunday, and he doesn't look like he's on in track to play. I mean, he didn't practice on Thursday, so that doesn't seem good for a guy who's already a shell of what he once was. Uh, and, I mean, I just – I like this this Dallas defense. I, I the injuries for the Eagles defense are just adding up every single day. I feel like uh, you get the Eagles on a short week. They're going on the road. Uh, you get a team that just has a week and a half to prepare. I mean, I know that the stock is higher on the the Cowboys after they came off that Thursday night win against the the Saints, but I have to absolutely take this team here when I think that this line is just flat out wrong. I think it's way way too short. Well, what should it be then? Uh, six and a half. What? Yeah. What? What? I don't. I'm not sold on this Eagles team at all. I think this Eagles team is not good. Mo, you two click the Cowboys. What's going on here? Yeah, I kept this at six. Um, <laughs> you guys are insane. Thank you, Mo. Thank yeah. you. 
You I'm guys, right there with you. you I guys think this insane. line we're, is way too low. We're four uh, weeks removed away from Mo saying that the Cowboys are the worst team in football. This is insanity. You you ignored one of the the you only mentioned the biggest factor here. Uh, this is a brutal spot for this Eagles team. They're coming in on short rest versus a Cowboys team getting extra rest here. It's horrible. And then on top of that, look at these injuries on Philly's defense. Uh, how many starters injured? Michael Bennett, Jordan Hicks, Timmy Jernigan, Jalen Mills, the absolute woke. So how how bad is his backup? Something Avante Maddox that they signed off the street. I mean, this Eagles defense is an absolute infirmary ward. And just because they just faced the Redskins, who were trotting out a third-string QB and couldn't exploit that, that doesn't mean a regular NFL team with regular NFL bodies isn't going to exploit the shit out of that. Um, and then, like, what? You're going to... You cannot give this team credit for beating the slurs when they had to put in Mark Sanchez. I mean, that, to me, is worth nothing. There's no reason the Cowboys shouldn't be well over a field goal favorite here because they're better than the Eagles at football. They have a big rest advantage. And Philly is just, man, this defense is a disaster right now. I don't know if the Cowboys are equipped to take advantage of where the Eagles are deficient, though. They still want to run the ball. They just want to line up and run the ball. So I don't know if they're going to be able to get back and throw the ball or if they want to, because that is the way to beat the Eagles. Throw the ball 40 times. But do the Cowboys want Dak throwing the ball 40 times? I don't know. I don't think so. Give me all the Cowboys, baby. I'm in. <laughs> well, where was Brett? Well, I was a lone wolf. Cow- Brett had the Cowboys bubbling his card. He had them in the same spot as Mo. Also, I also think this is super leveraged. Cowboys are top five, by the way, in the contest this week. Book it. Book yeah, it. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it's weird because like you don't know how much credit to give the Cowboys for beating the piss out of a Saints team that looked completely disinterested, completely discombobulated, and like was on the road on a Thursday game. Yeah, short like, week. I don't know. What, I don't know what how much credit I should give the Cowboys for that. I really don't. Short week that on the road. Be a home, random home, throwaway game. Home teams on Thursday night are absolutely piling this year. Home favorites, especially. So I don't know. I just this this Cowboys team is just average, maybe slightly above average. And the Eagles, I'm telling you, I'm getting these Patriots light vibes from them. The And Tate and Sproles, I think, are really going to unlock their offense. Because in order to take the deep shots that they want to, they need to work the ball underneath. And guys weren't getting open. Nelson Aguilar wasn't getting open. Corey Clement wasn't doing anything out of the backfield. So now they get multiple looks near the line of scrimmage, which makes Wentz's life a hell of a lot easier. So, I don't know. I, I think this is Eagles' money bet line. I think the Eagles are going to win the NFC East, to be frank. All right. Brett's two lone wolves. Maybe we can just trash him 
for sleeping through. Uh, one's really low. He's laying the four and a half on the road with the Broncos, I guess. And then middle of his pack, he's laying the five with the Texans. Mo, I'll let you tackle the first one because you have the Niners plus four and a half on your card. I did not have the intestinal intestinal fortitude to do that despite clicking them. Uh, tell us why you like San Fran so much. What the hell is Brett doing here? <laughs> he uh, he wants game theory plays, and then he doesn't click the Niners in a dream spot where everyone is going to be all over the Broncos because they've just been covering week after week, especially for for us and for me. I've been the lead Broncos guy, but it's so obvious this is a spot where we should fade the Broncos. Um, Such a sleepy game for them. Just against, man, against an awful Niners team, really, just on the road. I just don't see Denver bringing any sort of fire here. They've got numerous defensive starters out, including key one, Chris Harris is the biggest one. Um, the Broncos are already getting hammered down to, well, the uh, the Niners, I should say. It's already moving down to my line, which I think this line should be three and a half. Um, and this one opened at, I believe, five and a half. Contest is at four and a half. Uh, and then it's at four right now on Pinnacle with big, big juice if you want to fire the Niners. Um, this is going to get to three and a half. How, how does he miss this? Just great spot. Especially when nobody, nobody's going to click the Niners. Yeah, not a, a single soul. My biggest fear and why I kept moving it down is... Despite the Chris Harris injury, like they're still going to have Chubb and Miller <laughs> rushing the quarterback, you know, and then Niners offensive line is poor 21st in adjusted sack rate. The one thing that the Denver Broncos really struggle to do is defend the run, and that's the thing that the Niners are the worst at, and now they don't have Breda, so they have the 31st rush offense and something called Jeff Wilson, who sounds like a middle reliever for the San Francisco Giants, not the Niners, at running back. Uh, but yeah, I, I I believe all the things you're saying. I think the Niners are the right side. We didn't mention Manny Sanders ruptured his Achilles in the middle of the week, so now they have Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton to pair with Case Keenum on the road. That is already the 20th ranked pass offense, so all the Broncos can do is run the ball. So yeah, I I, I think the Niners on are on are the right side, but I just I just couldn't inch them up. By the way, Mo, you're the resident unprofesh. Um, isn't it amazing how much Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton from like a physical profile standpoint are the exact replicas of Demarius Thomas and Manny Sanders? I was looking at today. Like, if, if you were entering the 2018 draft as the Broncos and you said, okay, we need to replace Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Let's get some two guys that are exactly like them. Like, could they have gotten any closer by taking any pair other than Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton? It's really weird, actually. Yeah, Hamilton was, like, really productive at Penn State. I was always pretty impressed with him. I was a little surprised he hasn't gotten some more burn lately, especially with all these injuries. Um, and, yeah, Sutton is really talented. Definitely way, way more talented than 
that awful player who used to drop all these pads. I don't even want to say his name. He's trash. <laughs> he so. shall not be named. But even just body uh-huh. profile, like Sutton is 6'3", 220. Deshaun is six foot flat. Uh, like I want to say like 180, 190. And he's not a burner either. Like he's quick, but he's just like Manny. He's pretty surgical, good route runner. I don't know. It's just funny to me that like. Yeah, I'm sad for my guy Manny. That He's one of my favorites. He such a machine, man. Larry Fitzgerald Light just comes out every year. Does his job and is underdrafted in every fantasy league and just man sucks. DP, do you want to put a cap in this game or can we move on to Brett's other lone wolf? Nope, Brett's wrong. Move on. <laughs> He's laying five with the Texans. This is another game where I really like the Colts, but just couldn't move them higher. Mo, you have this as your number one pick, so I don't know if, how much we're going to get out of you. And DP, you also have this low. DP, I'll let you tackle this. You are the highest, though. I'm 4 of 15. You are 5 of 15. Why? Let me put it this way. Why didn't you take the Colts? Why didn't you take them higher? 5 seems like it's heavy, right? Like, why isn't this game closer to a field goal? It does seem like it's heavy. I, I did want to like the Colts more. I mean, these teams feel very similar to me um this was a tight pick uh overall for me honestly i feel like i feel like the houston texans are just jamming the houston texans down my throat the fact that i keep picking against them and i keep not believing in them and i need to start giving them some sort of credit so the way that i'm giving them credit is by not picking the colts as confidently if that makes sense i mean i just that's really the only thing i got here because i think five is too high but i've also been seeing recently this texans team just come out and cover and win games and play well, despite I feel like they're kind of an average team. I mean, they're they're a little bit above average in terms of being in the AFC because the AFC is a total joke all around. But, I mean, I feel like this Colts team can put up points. This Colts team has a, a defense that I, I still think is, is overlooked a lot of the times, um, led by uh, Darius Leonard, um, who's playing extremely well. Uh, Frank Reich uh, at the helm has Andrew Luck in that offense playing super well, scoring a ton of points every single week. So, um, just w- with a team like the Colts that are that are able to put up you know thirty points every single week, week in week out, uh, I like them getting five points because I you know as good as the Texans have played, I mean I think five is just a little bit too high. But like I said. This Texas team just keeps proving me wrong. That's what I feel like. So I'm going to knock down the confidence level a little bit. Mo, you hate the Texans and love the Colts. I am shocked to see you put this as your one-pointer. What happened here? Yeah, my advice to everyone is definitely to bet the Colts. Like, just definitely bet the Colts here. Because this is me finally giving up on fading the Texans. And I'm sure I can't get anything right with this team. Like, I tried to fire the Texans that one week. They played Redskins. And they just played horrible, absolutely abysmal. And yeah, I can't, I can't get anything right with this team. I wanted to love the Colts, but man, look at this list of injuries for the Colts. It's brutal. I mean, we all love Reich, and we all are driving the train for coaching matters. But man, there's got to be a limit to what you can do, uh, coaching wise. I mean, Eric Ebron. I don't know. I'm guessing he's going to play because it says illness. But like, T. Y. Hilton's hurt. He's probably sitting. Um, something Inman that they signed off the streets or traded the Chargers. I don't even know how they got him. Um, he hasn't practiced. Uh, I think Marlon Maxer. I don't know. I, 
I have Marlon on one of my fantasy teams. That's the only reason I think he's hurt because I don't remember him playing, uh, even though he's not on this injury list. Uh, something Eric Swope or whatever is hurt. I mean, it's just like at some point you just need NFL bodies, and I think we might be to that point uh, with Indy. Like, kind of wanted to like Indy here, but it's just this injury. Like, who's even suiting up for this Indy team? I don't know. And it's stock high on Texans versus stock instantly in the shitter for the Colts after they just <laughs> failed to score a single football point. It's this is a weird one and I just I just have to stay away from it just stuck at the bottom. Rule of who looked the worst last week, Ryan Kelly also on that injury list. If we had a healthy Colts team, this would be the slammiest of dunks, but I agree. The injury report is what made me push this down more and more. This game feels really shootouty, right? Like two secondaries that aren't great. Colts play a lot of bend but don't break. Texans get some pressure up front. But even with that Kelly injury, I think the Colts have done a really good job of keeping luck clean. Although last week was a bit of a shit show. The Jags did generate a ton of pressure. So maybe this is the week that the Colts O-line crumbles without Ryan Kelly. I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't come to a strong consensus on this game either. Uh, But the Lone Wolves, just to recap, I've got the Eagles and the Patriots as road teams, Eagles as dogs, Patriots as favorites. Brett has the Texans and Broncos both laying points. DP has the Ravens going into Arrowhead, and Moe has the Vikings heading into CenturyLink on Monday night football. Let's get to the card. Oh, as you noted, you are up first this week. You went 4-1, and one, and you picked a side that I had at the top of my card. But the reason why, the singular reason why I moved it down, not only out of my top spot, but I put it on the bubble of my card, is because in my nightmares, I heard Mo Nuara yelling at me, how can you put Mark Sanchez on the card? And then you did it. You put Mark Sanchez on the card, plus three and a half at home. What's happening? Well, I'm trying to get weird, and I think this line's also idiotic. Um, first of all, is anybody this? This is a lock for bottom ten, right? One hundred percent. This might be double digits. It might not even get to triple digit team selections. Like, yeah, it might be a lock for bottom five. I don't really know, but it's definitely a lock for bottom ten. I feel like. Um, how much credit do we even give the Giants for this win against the Bears? I mean, I'm tempted to give them zero credit. Uh, I feel like the Bears overlooked them, didn't give a shit, had this Rams game coming up, um, had a backup QB in. They got three turnovers. I mean, it's not like they just came out and just like outplayed. Got a 50-yard passing touchdown from OBJ. Yeah. And then on the other side, you have Mark Sanchez and... Man, Josh Johnson, yikes. But then look at the other side of the ball. Eli on the road versus a defense with a pulse. How can they be minus three and a half road favorites here? This checks all the boxes for me. You got the public piling the wrong side. 
you've got uh, a home underdog, you've got game theory, you've got just to me what looks like a bad line. I'm a little, I mean, you know, how confident can you really be when you have Mark Sanchez on the card? But you know what? It's a great spot. Fuck it. Let's go. I want to, I really want to agree with you. And you didn't mention one of the, my biggest boxes is the classic quarterback replacement over reaction. You know what the look ahead line was in this game? If you haven't seen it, take a guess, Mo. And this is posted minus three, minus three. This was posted a week ago. The difference between the difference Um, between Colt McCoy and Mark Sanchez, according to this line, is six and a half points. Yeah, that's just an overreaction, and that it's insane. Also, my rule of if you're gonna put a bad QB on, you always take bad QBs at home. This is a world of difference from being at Philly. My biggest fear. Beyond Mark Sanchez, though, is rule of professional pride. The slurs, once things started getting ugly on Monday night, they got gashed on the ground by an Eagles team that has struggled to run the ball all season. They were giving up chunks. And if there's a team that you don't want to give up chunks to, it's the Giants. Their defense, they're, it's, and, and it, you know, Bar- to Barkley's credit, their offensive line isn't great. I think it's in the mid-20s in adjusted line yards. But Barkley just keeps doing it. He's so hard to take down. And then, in addition to that, we have Mark Sanchez under center. And both Trent Williams and Morgan Moses haven't practiced this week. The tackles for the slurs. So, I got too many icky feelings. And I heard Mo yelling at me. So, I moved this down. But then Mo does the damn thing. DP, you've been quiet. You click the slurs, you click the chives, but you put them at the bottom, two of 15. Give us all your worries, buddy. I mean, ultimately, I just don't want anything to do with this game. I'm worried about that Redskins offensive line. I mean, I know know that the Giants aren't that great on the defensive side of the ball, but, you know, I mean, this offensive line, I don't even know what's there anymore. I mean, I feel like, their third stringers have all been hurt. I've, I just really have no idea what's going on. Um, I'm Mark Sanchez, not really worried about him at all. I mean, just kind of play it safe, manage the game. I mean, I don't be a total idiot out there. You know, I think that, that he'll be fine. That, that look ahead line that, that overreaction is unfathomable. I mean, I just don't know what the hell that is. I mean, Mark Sanchez, yeah, he threw that, 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 pick when he was rolling out last week but he didn't look too bad he looked like he was moving in the pocket it was more about the offensive line just being able to get after him I mean if he can just have another half second or a second if this offensive line can just kind of get things under control as much as possible and and hopefully they can do that with another week under their belt um, I think that they'll be fine and just the Giants on the road is minus three and a half is just absolutely scary to me ultimately though if, if, if it was me I just wouldn't have this anywhere near the card and that's reflected in my rankings. Um, I just really don't want anything to do with it. But, uh, I mean, I got to roll with Mo. I mean, Mo's the guy who's been crushing it every week in his top five. So if he's putting this up there as his number one, I'm in. I'm in with Mo. I ride with him. All right, so my number one. Like I said, 
I initially had the slurs, but I moved them out of my top five completely because I didn't want to get yelled at by Mo. That put the Eagles as my number one pick, but something in the pit of my stomach said, you know what? There's another game. So I slid the Eagles to 14 of 15, and I slid a game up because I know, first of all, that it is going to be a contrarian play. I knew in my fiber that we needed this home dog on the card, and I was very happy to see that in our aggregate rankings, this was the number one game. DP as it has it as his number two game. Mo has it as his number three game. I don't know why Brett's scared. Brett, Mr. Contrarian, has this below the fold. But guys, we've got Jared Goff in sub-freezing temperatures playing against the number one defense overall against the pass and the run in prime time at night as a three-point road favorite. 77% piling the Los Angeles Rams. This opened at four and a half. It has come down to three on pinnacle. Reverse line move, AF. Love this spot. As long as Trubisky doesn't blow his own nuts off, because I also have Trubisky sub-freezing temperatures against Donald Sue and Fowler. They've crept up to ninth in adjusted sack rate, and Indomitian Sue is only six sacks away from tying Michael Strahan's single-season record. Unreal from the interior position. But, guys, if defense is ever going to matter, it's going to be in this spot, 30-degree weather, at night, in Chicago. We need the Bears on our card. Mo, I was surprised. I was not surprised that you clicked the Bears, but I was surprised to see your conviction in 2018 where defense does not matter. What you got on this game? Yeah, I love the Bears in this spot, man. Uh, this line should be a pick to me. Uh, I have underrated the Rams a lot this year, but man, really feels like the Bears have been just like punting off, getting ready for this one. I mean, that Trubisky injury kind of came out of nowhere and then they just like rested him last week when he was kind of seemed like he might be able to play. Uh, man, this Bears team, this defense is so elite and they should be able to slow this this offense down. I mean, if defense matters at all, then then we're going to see it this week because we you you nailed it. It's Jared Goff in the cold on the road a QB that I don't think is really very good and just thrives off of just a fantastic system. But the bears do have the capability of slowing them down. I feel, and I think they should be able to move the ball with a rested, uh, Trubisky and some solid weapons and, a really, really sharp coaching staff here. This is one of the few games out of the whole year where I really feel, um, the Rams don't have a big coaching advantage. They might not even have a coaching advantage. I mean, McVay, super good, but like on the offensive side of the ball, Nagy, not probably too far behind him. And then on the other side, you have one of the very best coordinators uh, in football and in uh, in Fangio. And I love this spot for the Bears uh, at night. Drunk crowd, cold weather, 
bad QB coming in while mediocre QB coming in. It's just, I think this line should be a pick. I'm, I, you going to give me three. I got to love the bears here. And the Rams do have a huge weakness on defense. Secondary, pretty elite defensive line, super elite, but that linebacking core, I don't know how something Littleton can cover anybody. And if anybody's going to exploit that, it's going to be Nagy and they've got the pieces to do so with Tariq Cohen in the flat and Trey Burton over the middle. And we saw in that Rams uh, Chiefs game here in Los Angeles that Travis Kelsey, when he wasn't dropping balls, just completely ate because the middle of the field was wide open. DP, the Bears, they're your swoon. That win total, did you cash your win total yet? Is that is that a winner in your pocket? Oh, it's a winner. Um, I mean, listen, I'm all over this. This line's going to close at Bears plus one. I think it should be Bears minus one. Uh, Mo Header is a pick. I actually had the Bears favorite in this spot. I just think surfer boy Jared Goff, man, on the road in Chicago, that cold weather, that's going to be – I mean, we've been talking about it a lot in the chat, how Goff is just a bit overrated. This is more about McVay and the system. I mean, this is where it's going to shine, if you ask me. I mean, that defense in, in this type of, of weather game – um, I mean, not that the weather's going to be horrible, but just that that cold weather for a California quarterback, I just do not like it at all. Uh, Bears get Trubisky back, uh, which I mean is he? Listen, Trubisky isn't isn't amazing by any means, uh, but he's an upgrade over Chase Daniel. Um, and just just keep doing what they've been doing all year. Make Trubisky look better than he is uh, in terms of this coaching staff, and and with you know Nagy leading the way. Um, and just just get the job done. I think that this is a really, really, really great spot uh, for this Bears team. Um, and then also just just uh, judging off last week, I think that the stock is a little bit higher than it should be on the Rams. I mean that that win over the the Lions, that game was much closer than thirty to sixteen. Uh, let's on to believe. Um, I mean that game was tied, I believe, in the third quarter. Uh, the Lions are playing playing well. The Rams weren't playing too well until they started to pull away at the end uh, behind Todd Gurley. So uh, this Bears defense, I think, is going to be able to, you know, keep Todd Gurley in check. They're going to make Jared Goff throw the ball. At least that's how, how I think that they beat this team. They make Jared Goff be the quarterback that he needs to be, and I don't think Jared Goff is ever going to be that that quarterback. Um, so yeah, give me the Bears here. Just absolutely give me the Bears. We'll keep it with you, Donald, for your top play. And it sickens me that you're going to put this game on the card. But I have a stat that will tickle everybody's fancy. Not all the time does a person's number one pick make the card because sometimes they get sniped. They did poor the week before. But DP, nobody's number one pick has performed better than yours. 10-2-1 so far on the season. And 80 0.7% clip trailed closely by the collective pick 10 and 3 that push gets you over the edge so I can rest easy knowing your top pick has performed well despite the fact that I am on the other side DP give us the home team that you put on the goddamn card I mean this is great because you you had them number one you moved them out you had the Eagles I'm putting on the Cowboys Mo said it this line should be minus six I think it should be six and a half I think this Eagles team is still ridiculously overrated I love the Cowboys in this spot I think they are absolutely just going to ravage this Eagles team this Eagles defense as we've talked about a lot on the show 
absolute infirmary ward. They are just beat up everywhere. I think that the, the Cowboys are just going to come out. They're going to do whatever they want on offense. And then on the other side of the ball, that Dallas defense is playing as good as anyone in the league. I think they're going to give Carson Wentz a ton, a ton of trouble. I think they cover this, and I think they cover this easily. God damn it. I guess if Mo loves them. Mo's crushing this year. But Mo, you didn't put him in your top five. They bubbled. Bubbled Mo's top five. This line doesn't make any sense. I don't really understand it, but... Are those bells running, ringing in the background? Yeah. Why are, yeah. They, why are they ringing at the 17? Is somebody getting married or something? Yeah, what the hell? That's a great question. <laughs> um. Yeah, this line doesn't make any sense to me, but, you know, I'm okay with having this on the card. I understand why somebody would not feel too comfortable with it on there. But, I mean, just everything I've seen on the field tells me the Cowboys are definitely better than the Eagles. So, like, at worst, this is a coin flip to me. And, like, I definitely think there's more of a gap between these teams. But this rest advantage, I mean, it's just such an awful spot for the Eagles. All right, I trust you guys. Hashtag trust the collective, and we got to trust. How did it, can, can we just? Can I ask how, how? Why did the NFL schedule this like this? Well, they do a lot of stupid schedule. Things. I mean, why would you put the team on Monday night going against a team that just had a week and a half off? Well, they did. They did yeah, this. So remember? Stupid. Remember they did this, this to the, the time of year that shouldn't be happening. Remember they did this to the Bears. Bears played Sunday night, and then they played the freaking nine thirty a.m. West Coast game on Thanksgiving. Like, what is this league doing? Honestly. Yeah, they're out here yelling about player safety and they're just <laughs> lining people up to get killed. Like, the most obvious thing ever for the NFL to do is go 18 weeks and give every team two buys. How is this so difficult? You get an extra week of programming and you get to give everybody else an extra week of rest. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm trying to print money for you, Roger Goodell. I'm trying. The fourth pick from a host. Brett is not here. I have his card. He's got a consensus pick at numero uno. However, only myself had this on the card, and I had it I had it 11 of 15. So it was the last game to make my card. It was initially high, but then I started getting a little queasy feeling when I looked at some of the football metrics of it. But, guys, it's one of our trademarks. It's one of the things that you can always, always count on. Water is wet, the sky is blue, and Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers, as massive road favorites, absolutely blow their own dicks off. We've got the Raiders plus 10.5. Mo, you're the lowest. I feel like I have some of the same concerns as you, the Raiders were somewhat competitive last week and still gave up 40 points to the Chiefs. This defense is horrifying. I believe they're 31st in efficiency, 32nd against the pass. Yes, that is correct. And 32nd in adjusted sack rate. So we've seen Ben make mistakes under pressure this year, but the Raiders are not going to sniff the quarterback but rule of Tomlin, road favorite. We gotta love the Raiders in the spot, right, Mo? 
Well, do we want me to explain this? Yeah, you're the you are the lowest on Oakland. Okay, I'll start. Well, Brett just woke up. I know I'm gonna stall so I can give Brett some time. Okay. He just said he's ready, so this is perfect timing. Now he says he's not ready. Wow, how soft. Alright, I'll have him Um, I'll have him text his reasoning. Why? You go ahead. This this is just a pretty fair line to me. I don't understand if you're going for winners, how you could just like have any confidence in clicking the Raiders. I do understand if we want to get weird clicking the Raiders, so I'm totally fine with this. I just want to caution the people. Like, don't go out there and bet Raiders and then turn around when the Raiders lose by 24 and say, well, you guys said bet Raiders. Because I'm definitely not saying bet Raiders. I do like this play for the contest. How um, is this a fair line? I don't what's know. up? I think this is clearly... I don't understand how this is a fair line. What are you talking about? Yeah, I feel like this is clearly... How are you laying 10 and a half with this, this stupid-ass Steelers team? Yeah. Because the Raiders are the worst team in football. This is the absolute worst team in the NFL. Um, the Steelers won't really be in a spot where they can blow this, I don't think. Um, so the, the Steelers should be more of a favorite at home than the Chiefs were. Yeah, dude, they just used garbage time to cover the spread. They were never in danger of making the Chiefs like actually sweat not winning. But I'm talking game. about on paper. Because if this was in 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 Pittsburgh, it'd be minus sixteen and a half, and the Chiefs were minus fifteen and a half. That was on the road. Never mind, Mo. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Um, the Raiders showed they can use garbage time and like cover a spread, but that's about all they did. I mean, let's be honest; they were never really in that game. Um, how? How on earth are they stopping the Steelers? I don't see that at all. And then on the other side of the ball, we're we're pretty much just just counting on Derek Carr to like score points and keep this close, which I could definitely see. No, we're um, count we're counting on two to three interceptions from Ben. That's what we're, we're counting, counting on the Steelers <laughs> to stop themselves. Yeah, exactly. Which like, is what they we don't need the Raiders to really do anything other than just kind of stand out there, and Ben will throw them three balls. That's right. That is precisely what we're banking on. Okay, on uh, at some point they're not going to turn it over four times in a game like that's going to eventually not happen why and what what evidence the, is there what evidence is there to show that that ben is start, suddenly going to have a pulse on the road well this is the nut worst defense though this is the nut worst defense like i don't think i mean i'm not saying this is a bad pick like i said for the contest i think it's fine nobody's going to really be on the raiders i don't think but I don't really think if you want to pick winners, you really want this this one on there. But I'm I'm okay with it. I mean, I I cap this at ten. Like I think this is like whatever. I mean, that half point doesn't have any value really at that at that number. So I I went back and looked at the Steelers, and the game that really gave me confidence in this was that Bucks game, week three, in prime time, thirty to twenty seven. Fitzpatrick, what did he throw? Four interceptions in that game, and the Steelers could only win by three points still. And we know the Bucks are on par defensively with this Raiders unit. Like you keep saying, not worse, but the Bucks are right there. Uh, and they could still only muster a three point win when Fitzpatrick handed them the ball four times. I mean, we've just seen countless times the Steelers team on the road as big favorites. They never, ever, ever perform. It's unbelievable. 
we got something from Brett here. Uh, wait, Mo said fair line for Steelers on road is double digit favorite against a pro team. Then our buddy Jan comes in and said, do they, the Raiders qualify as a pro team. And Ben, uh, Brett said, quote, of course they do. And big Ben bleeping sucks. Wait. Yeah. Okay. So this definitely guys radio. don't, don't bet the Raiders because this guy's reasoning is that they were a pro team. So <laughs> steer clear of this one. All right. Well, nobody can take Brett's pick out. We've we've tried before. And it's, it's failed miserably. By the way, our attempts were not in vain. Despite some of our attempts failing, Brett is the worst in top pick, so number one pick, even if it doesn't make the card. He's six and seven. He's the only host under 500. What is he with the Raiders? He seems pretty good with the Raiders. Brett with the Raiders. Give me some filler. He is seven. I feel like he's had some some devil picks with the Raiders at times. Seven and five. Never mind. With the Raiders. Three and three at home. Six and yeah, five. I need to know Raiders in the top ten or like Raiders in like the top three, something like that. Well, I need a million dollars. So You're supposed to be the stats guy. Come on. I am the stats crank this guy. out. All right, you guys ready for the collective pick? It was, in terms of confidence, the number two pick that the aggregate spit out 10 and a half points out of 15 was the average. And I wish DP was a uh, DP. I wish Bert Minotti was here because we might get him to shout. The collective chooses. The Buffalo Bills. The Bills make me wanna. Who's clicking the Bills as a favorite in the contest? Let's go. This pick is great. <laughs> is there? I actually think people might. Isn't this line three and a half now? Yes. But are people? I don't think anyone's touching this game. Period. Are people laying points with the Bills? I don't know. I don't think so. This Jets man. Whoa. Nelly, I was talking about the struggles of the Dolphins interior line before, but Spencer Long, they had to move him to guard from center because his finger was messed up and he couldn't snap the ball. And then they they benched him, so they uh, put in another guard, uh, Dakota Dozier. Woof. And now it's center because he has an operating finger, basically. is something called... Jonathan Harrison, Jonathan spelled J-O-N-O-T-T-H-A-N. It's like a creative player with a mistaken name. Uh, he's grading as a 53 on PFF, which is a marked improvement over his 37 rating last year. Bills are third in defense, third against the pass, 10th in adjusted sack rate. Sam Darnold, welcome back to the hellhole that is the Jets' offensive situation. This is a disaster for the Jets. How is this not four or four and a half? Like, Pinnacle's way right on this one. DP, you were super excited. Tell us why. Uh, well, you mentioned Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold having to come back and play in this spot is a recipe for disaster. I mean, listen, I like Sam Darnold. I think he's going to be a good quarterback in this league. But coming off injury to play against this Bills team, who they just absolutely always get up for these home games. 
always in this defense is still good. They can give a ton of problems. I think just throwing Sam Darnold back into the fire like this is, is, you know, just putting him, him out to pastor. I think it's going to be a really, really bad day for him overall. I like what Josh Allen is doing. Honestly, dropping that dead weight. That is Calvin Benjamin. I love it. Just get that guy off the team. If he's just not trying, I mean, cause he's not trying every single week. So get the hell out of here, dude. Like we don't need you. Um, I feel like that's going to be addition by subtraction. Uh, again, Josh Allen, he looks good. Brett, if Brett was here, he'd be comparing him to Cam Newton. Uh, I would agree. Josh Allen can run his ass all over the field. He has an absolute cannon as an arm. Just Josh Allen, just keep it in your pants. Don't go too nuts. Don't be turning the ball over all over the field. And and the Bills will be all right here because I think, uh, as you mentioned, this line should be at minimum three and a half, if not four. Um, so, so yeah, I got to back the Bills here. I love this spot. Really good. Really happy with this pick. Brett, the highest on this game. 13 out of 15. DP and I had this right outside of our card, 9 out of 15. Mo, you had it as your last pick on your card, 11 of 15. You know what's funny? The thing that worries me the most in this game, as somebody who has the Bills in the Super Contest, is that the Jets can't generate pressure, 27th and adjusted sack rate. They've got no talent outside of Leonard Williams on that front line. So my biggest fear is that Josh Allen doesn't have to run in this game and he just plays traditional quarterback which I don't think he's very good at like I'd rather have him running around back there I know this is a bit of an insane take but I think he's actually going to perform better when someone can actually generate a pass rush because then he can scramble a little bit but him back there as a statue as a quarterback actually worries me a tiny bit Uh, Mo you had this as your last pick on the card tell us why you picked Buffalo that's actually an awesome take. I kind of like that. Um, that being said, there should still be like just running lanes. I mean, you know what I mean? Oh, for like, sure. If he doesn't force the ball, like he'll have room to run. Totally. The, the, the pocket should be secure enough that he can pick off gaps and, and run forward. He won't be running wide, but yeah, there, there should be yeah. opportunities where like a gap opens up between tackle and guard and he can just scoot. Them. Yeah, like he's not running away from people, but he right. can still run. For sure. Um. Yeah, this is a weird one. Super weird for me, actually. Because when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, I like the Jets here. I looked at it, and I'm like, because the Bills can never be more than minus three, right? Because the Bills are the worst team. And then I started thinking about it. Are the Bills actually the worst team? I actually don't think they're even maybe that close to being the worst. They, They might only be like the fourth or fifth worst team. Like, the Jets suck. They're so bad. (laughs) And the Bills, when they have Josh Allen, this is a totally different team. They've been really competitive. Um, The numbers think the Bills are the better team. My eyes think the Bills are the better team. So then I started thinking about it, and this should actually be like minus five. Like, why can't the Bills just run the ball, do enough with Josh Allen in this running game to put up some points, and then just completely shut down this abysmal Jets offense. Like, th- this Jets offense versus this Bills defense should be such a mismatch. I kind of feel like the Bills could just, like, roll here and win by 17 and have the Jets just, like, pack it in at halftime. I mean, they already won by a billion in MetLife. And that was with uh, something Clawson? Was Clawson a quarterback for the Bills? I don't know how I forgot the name. It wasn't that long ago. Barkley. That was oh, Barkley. Barkley. Matt Barkley. 
I mean, is anybody worse than the Jets right now? Like, is there a single team that wouldn't be favored over the Jets on a neutral field? Jets Raiders neutral. That's the game that's playing in hell. Give me the Raiders. (laughs) (laughs) At least the Raiders have a passing game. Like, I don't know, man. This Jets team, I just don't feel like anybody's playing worse than them. Uh Todd Bowles has got to go. He's oh, so fired, it's not even funny. But the the Jets are what, I mean, the Packers normally don't do what they did. The Jets never, they're just never firing a coach in season. It's just not how the franchise operates. So he's he's certainly a lame duck, which makes me think that one of these games is going to be the win. There is going to be, I promise you, in these last four games, there's going to be a win one for the Gipper game. It happened with Rex at Dolphins his last week. I think Geno Smith almost threw for 400 yards. Against the Dolphins, something absurd, like literally like 350 or something. It was, it was a Hall of Fame game by Geno. And there will be, one of these four will be the win one for the Gipper game. I so don't, week 17 when New England's I, not trying? I don't think it's going to be this one. In Buffalo. I'm happy. This has been a long one. We're on hour, one hour 25. So let's get the hell out of here. The, the card. And there will be no vetoes, I don't believe. We got Bears plus three, Raiders plus ten and a half, Cowboys minus three and a half. Yuck. Slurs plus three and a half. Mark Sanchez. Back to back weeks where we are sweating Mark Sanchez. Love it. Where is ODB? Where is David Baker? Uh, And finally, Bills minus three. So we have Mitchell Trubisky. Derek Carr, Dak Prescott, Mark Sanchez, and Josh Allen. I was just going to say, who's our best quarterback this week? Josh Allen? I mean, Dak? What is this? Is it Dak? Dak or Josh Allen on neutral? Dak or Josh Allen on neutral? I think it's Dak minus one. No, give me Josh Allen, man. Oh, my God. (laughs) Mo, what you got? Dak, Josh Allen, neutral. I guess Dak, but man, <laughs> Trubisky, come on. Trubisky's awful. Man. Tr- Trubisky feels like that guy when, when his like rookie contract is up, he's going to not be with the Bears, and we're going to really see how bad he is. <laughs> like, because Nagy came in, and he's not Nagy's guy. Totally. And the, he's Nagy's just like, he's going to get his guy. He's going to do his thing. He's going to do like the, like kind of like the Patrick Mahomes type thing. Like he's going to have his guy there. He's going to ship off Alex Smith, who's the Trubisky. And we're going to see how bad Trubisky really is. <laughs> Jesus. All right. That's the card. Follow these guys on Twitter at Donnie underscore Peters at Monora and you double double W A R A H. Also give at Brett Colson a shout. Tell him to get some coffee, shake off. Last night's festivities. Uh, also, check out sharpside.com and the Sharpside app, Google Play, and iOS store. Pick the games, check the leaderboard, drop some advice. Much love, as always, to the Roto Grinders family. And we will talk to you again on Tuesday. Best of luck to you in your fantasy playoffs and your own betting ventures. Until then, peace. Oh.